From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today's the day, 17 hours and 30 minutes until the merge. That's coming up on the Decrypt Daily. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Wednesday, September 14th, 2022. Like I said in the intro, today is the day. Tomorrow when we do the show, the world would have been one way. And then when we wake up tomorrow, it will be a different day. Totally change. It's going to change the world. The Ethereum merge. Proof of work to proof of stake. Now, the only thing we can do is talk about it. Fantasize about moon, Lambos. And hopefully, they don't break everything. But I can tell you who broke everything. The damn Fed. Let's take a look at those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And I'm recording this at 9.38 a.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at $20,340. It's down 5.5% in 24. Still up in 7. But yikes. Ethereum is down 1.1% at $1,596. Teller's number 3. USDC is number four, and Binance is number five at $280, down 1.5%. Rounding off the top 10, we have BUSD, XRP, Cardano, Solana, and Dogecoin. And we're wondering why the market is down today. Well, it's because of the Fed. The CPI was supposed to be around 8.1% compared to August of 2021. However, it was higher than expected, and it closed out at 8.3% or 0.2% higher than expected. So everybody lost their damn minds and the crypto space went down, everything went down. The Dow Jones went down 3.94%. The Nasdaq fell by 5%. Yikes. It was just a disaster. The whole crypto space's market cap went down 1.66%. It's sitting at 997.3 billion instead of a trillion. The BTC dominance went down a percent. It's at 39.1. The F dominance is pretty much even from yesterday at 197 However, if you're a doodle hodler, you're excited because doodle NFT sales volumes jumped more than 1,200% over the past 24 hours. Wow. And the floor price is up 19% in that span. Because earlier, the creators of doodles announced a $54 million funding round led by 776, the VC firm of Reddit co-founder Alexis Ohanian. And so they're getting an influx of cash. Doodles is just soaring. Everybody's aping into them. And well, I guess we should have been hodling doodles. And this goes back to what we were saying about the Ethereum merge. That's going to happen in 17 hours and 30 minutes, roughly. So sometime tonight. So we didn't know how this market was going to go, but I was predicting that we're going to buy the rumor, sell the news. I thought we were going to buy the rumor and get Ethereum up to around $3,000 and then sell the news and we'll get back down to 15, maybe even down to 1100 Ethereum. However, that didn't quite work out that way. We did have a little bit of a surge, but we didn't. What actually started surging was these projects that were kind of like hedging on or against Ethereum proof of stake. So we thought, saw Ethereum proof of work come out, which is a thing. It's going to have a hard fork. It has a, a token value already. Uh, we see different projects that were maybe staking pools like Lido, their token surge. 
Binance.us try to hold and incentivize people to start staking on their platform. And so those were expected, yet I didn't think that was going to be the focus. Now, after this proof of stake switch, I'm really curious to see what tokens, what projects are going to capitalize most off of this proof of stake switch, if any. And so I'm going to be watching the market very closely tomorrow and over the next week or two or month. So let's stay vigilant on that. Moving into today's headlines, starting with some Ethereum news. Maker, the DeFi protocol behind DAI Stablecoin, announced that it's doubling its debt ceiling on its staked Ethereum vault. Maker is working to reduce its reliance on centralized stablecoins such as USDC, especially after the mid-August tornado cash scandal. Decentralized lending platforms provide direct loans to businesses and individuals without intermediaries, while also providing interest to the parties who supplies the capital. What is a staked Ethereum? Well, it's a staking token issued to reward lenders with Ethereum on staking services such as Lido, Coinbase, Kraken, and Binance, among other things. Maker is looking to unwind its USDC's influence and the proportion of the tokens it holds as collateral to die. Some crypto services have seen heightened concerns surrounding USDC as a centralized asset in relation to Tornado Cash. Basically, what they're trying to say is they don't want to hold all kinds of collateralized capital that might have been washed through Tornado Cash. Uh, what they're trying to do is make it more transparent so that uh, they don't get cracked down by the U.S. government or there's any problems with like money laundering or dark money or ransomware attacks, funds or whatever. So they're trying to just basically protect their business here. And in other Ethereum news, what I want you to read today is a long read by Andrew Hayward. It's entitled, How the Ethereum Merge Ends the Environmental Debate About NFTs. Basically, in brief, NFTs have been widely criticized for the environmental impact given the energy requirements for the Ethereum network. And this is relevant because the Ethereum upcoming merge is expected to cut the network's energy use by over 99%. Worth the read. Take a look. Link is in the show notes. The William Paley Foundation will auction off at least $70 million in art masterpieces this fall to expand its digital footprint in the Museum of Modern Art, or MoMA, in New York. And possibly, with this money, they'll acquire the museum's first NFTs. MoMA has been caring for the William Paley collection since the CBS co-founder died in 1990. They've enlisted Sotheby's to do the auction, and they're going to auction off 29 of 81 of the pieces that MoMA has in its collection. The proceeds from the sale will be used to expand the museum's digital presence. MoMA may launch its own streaming channel, host virtual exhibits, and video chats with creators. Or they could collaborate with the universities and course providers to offer online courses. More significantly, though, for crypto fans, MoMA may also purchase its first NFTs. Speaking of art, I like going to art museums. I like going to museums in general. I really like museums, going to cities, museums, and bars. Those are my things when I travel. Museums, bars. Anyway, one art I don't like. You ever go to like the museums and they have the projector? And they did the projector in like a dark room or like this little pseudo like makeshift like theater thing. And they have these weird movies playing. I just never liked that. Or these projectors trying to give you like this immersive experience. They just never work. And you feel underwhelmed. It's like, eh, what are you trying to do here? I will give a shout out to one of those installations in the mattress factory in Pittsburgh. Uh, They did this one kind of immersive experience with projectors, but it was just all colors. I think it was projectors and the paint color of the wall. It was really cool. It really kind of like threw you off your balance and everything. But that's the only one that I really, really liked. Other than that, projectors in like art museums just just never works well. Anyway, what do you guys think? Matthew Aaron to Crypt.co. A court in Seoul, Korea issued an arrest warrant for Do Kwan, the CEO and founder of Terraform Labs, according to Bloomberg. The warrant reportedly issued in relation to the violation of capital market rules and targeted five more individuals who are currently residing in Singapore. As we all know, UST 
or Terra's stablecoin, and its sister token, Luna, basically just went tits up and wiped out $40 billion of wealth, tanking the whole market, starting a whole domino effect of all kinds of things. <sighs> it was a disaster. There's also a class action lawsuit in the U.S. District Court of Northern California against Quan and Terraform Labs. Quan denied allegations that the project was a fraud. He also claimed that he had personally lost nearly all of his net worth in Terra's crash. The U.S. Treasury Department announced a path for Tornado Cash users to recover funds and also addressed other pressing questions about the implications of its sanctions. The Treasury Department's move to ban Tornado Cash in August sent the crypto community into a frenzy over privacy and government oversight and left many wondering whether their everyday crypto activity could lead to criminal charges. The Office of Foreign Asset Control, or OFAC, will provide an avenue for Tornado Cash users to legally withdraw deposited funds from the now blacklisted platform. So basically, take your money off if you deposit them before August 8th. Also, individuals who's been dusted with small amounts of Ethereum that was ran through Tornado Cash will likely not be at risk for criminal prosecution. They said that they will not prioritize enforcement against individuals like those celebrities who've received unsolicited and normal amounts of virtual currency from Tornado Cash, which is very vague, very vague. You saw what they said there. They said they would not prioritize enforcement. So basically, they're not off the books. They're not not looking at them. They're just kind of not looking at them now. Brave. They popularized the concept of giving users crypto rewards for using its web browser. And as a result of that, they saw their user counts surge. But now you could do... The same thing on a lot of different browsers, including Google Chrome, Microsoft Edge, which I didn't know was a thing, Firefox, and Brave. And you could do this by getting a free extension called Slice. The CEO and co-founder said this, Today, people surfing the web are right to have high standards for receiving value in exchange for their attention, and to claim that value in the form of real money, delivered to them instantly. So, users will browse the web, they'll see additional advertisements inserted into pages, Viewing those ads earns points called slices, which then can be swapped for Bitcoin via a Zebedee account. So in summary, you use your browser, you watch ads, you earn Bitcoin. I can't find how much Bitcoin you actually can use, how many sats you actually can earn by watching ads. So I'm going to assume like a number. If you watch ads all day, it's probably pretty low. It's called 70 cents a day. But is this a new way to mine Bitcoin? I mean, what if you created a program on your computer that allowed 1,000 open tabs in your browser. And all of those tabs were watching, in air quotes, ads. At 70 cents times 1,000, you're earning 700 bucks a day. Could that be a way to mine Bitcoin at $700 a day? I don't know. Somebody smarter than me can answer that question. Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. And finally, Justin Trudeau criticized his new political rival for irresponsibly promoting cryptocurrencies to his followers. He tweeted, Telling people that they can opt out of inflation by investing in cryptocurrencies is not responsible leadership. Fighting against life-saving vaccines is not responsible leadership. Opposing pandemic support that saved jobs and helped families is not responsible leadership. Dan Held had a reply for him. He tweeted, Oh, fuck off, you authoritarian twats. This is because Canada has a newly elected conservative party leader, Pierre Poiliev, and he has a platform of fiscal responsibility. He said... The government is running the Canadian dollar, so Canadians should have the freedom to use other money, such as Bitcoin. And he called on supporters to take back control from bankers and politicians and to make Canada the blockchain capital of the world. Now, when I saw this headline, I thought it was going to be another argument of uh, global warming and CO2 emissions. 
And so I had an argument back already. I was ready, ready for it, but that's not what it was. So I was a little disappointed, but I'm going to tell you what I found anyway. And so what I found was an article published in May 4th of 2021 from Nasdaq.com. Actually, it's a contributor from Bitcoin Magazine, but Nasdaq.com published it. And it was comparing the energy and CO2 outputs of the banking industry, gold, and Bitcoin. And you might be surprised by the results. So let me tell you. Gold uses, in 2020, they used 265 terawatt hours of energy and produced 145 million tons of CO2 to just get gold out of the ground, refine it, and produce it, store it, and so on and so forth. Which is twice as much as Bitcoin, by the way. Twice as much. Bitcoin was using around 113 terawatt hours and produced 70 million tons of CO2. So quite a bit more for gold. Banking, to manage their systems, their branches, their ATMs, produce notes and coins and all kinds of different things that you needed to make, uh, you know, coins and the currency and systems, just the whole banking industry. But this is back in 2014. And so now the figure probably is way more. But just back in 2014, they used 660 terawatt hours of energy and produced 400 million tons of CO2. And so that's a lot. <laughs> and, you know, just in comparison, we just said uh, Bitcoin uses 113 terawatt hours. Uh, banking system is using 660 terawatt hours. And gold, to produce gold and mine gold and refine gold for a year, is around 265 terawatt hours. And so there's a big difference if you're comparing those three. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts. Like, subscribe, share, leave us a comment, and I'll be back tomorrow. And until then, happy hodling and pay attention for the merge.